on this episode of the Beyond the Melody podcast. There is a house in New when you have that type of belief of manifesting the things that you truly want in your life, attached with action yeah. and hard work, miracles can happen. I was told, go stand in that corner and do whatever you have to do to be ready to go on stage. So I did, and I just shook. And God, I know I'm one. You're listening to Beyond the Melody, a podcast that dives into the midst of musicians, artists, comedians, writers, and pretty much anyone who craves to be creative. My name is Brian Mello, and I'm a singer-songwriter from Hamilton, Ontario. I know how unforgiving an artist's journey can be, but I also know that inspiration can come from just about anywhere. I'm sitting down with people who know how to dream big. Let's explore their impact and how it's even bigger. Hey everybody, welcome to the Beyond the Melody podcast. Today we have an up-and-coming singer-songwriter by the name of Meev. For all you Canada's Got Talent fans, the name may sound familiar as she just went viral after Howie Mandel discovered her on the streets of Niagara Falls busking. Right there on the spot, he offered her a chance to audition for CGT and her audition couldn't have gone better as she wowed both the judges and audience and is still in the running for this season of Canada's Got Talent. This one really hits home for me as Meve is one of my dear friends and music student, and we've been creating music together for years now. So let's get right to it. Here is my chat with Meve. Welcome back to the Beyond the Melody podcast. I am here with my dear, dear friend Meve. And if that name sounds familiar, uh, that means you've probably been watching Canada's Got Talent lately. And Meve has her friend Kaylee Taylor here too. Kaylee, what's going on? Kaylee. <laughs> <laughs> I know you don't have a mic there, but uh, but Kaylee's here to support uh, Sam, which I find hilarious. You you told me off air. You're like, Bri, I'm I'm nervous. I'm like, we've known each other since you were like ten. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, I, I said I I'm not nervous to speak to you, obviously, but like when there's a microphone and there's recording happening, <laughs> that's yeah. that's when I uh, got a little nervous. So this is like a little your, sweaty. Your first like legit podcast yeah right? i know and i'm so happy that it's with you if it was with anybody else like this is this is the this is the perfect way to introduce me to this world so thank you so much for uh, yeah. having me. See, we, we do media training here too yeah absolutely <laughs> here at studio e. yeah yeah we're here at studio e but it's you know that's a good way to to segue because like i'm not kidding i've known you since you were probably 14 yeah i would say so right 15 or something yeah. like that. and uh Man, to to say that I'm proud of you is an understatement because honestly, I, I look at you like like my little sis and we have been through a lot together. We've been working together for a really long time. And when uh, you gave me the call about what was going down <laughs> at CGT, I, uh, I, I, I lost my shit. I was <laughs> like, this is, this is amazing. And, uh, and now for the rest of the country, to see you like your video. I know I, I messaged you the other day. I'm like, Meve, your video's at like, I think now it's like close to a million, oh, wow. the views. 
And you're like, I don't even want to look at it. I know. I have no idea. I'm not keeping score. I think Kaylee is actually the one who will like, she's like, oh, look at this comment. It's so sweet. Or like, it's Kaylee's keeping me up to date on the social media aspect of things. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you, you said the right thing to me. You're like, I just, I don't want to look at comments. I don't want, and I told you, I go, that's, that's a good thing to do. Yeah. I, I made the mistake at first of actually going in and like checking what people were saying about me and people are saying good things. People are saying bad things. People are saying whatever. But I was like out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. I, I, I don't want, I don't want to get, you know, too high and I don't want to get too low. I just want to do what I do. And, and, uh, I think that's the best thing is like, yeah. you've been working your butt off and for things to, to fall into place and, and to get the spotlight on, on yourself right now, which is so well-deserved. Like, Thank I mean, you, you have such a, a great support system of people that, you know, we've been rooting for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you see the, the, the picture or the video of everybody here? here? Yeah, watching I you? did. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That made me cry. Absolutely. I'm going to even cry thinking about it. I get, it's, it's such a funny full circle thing to have taken lessons here and like be watching the TV outside waiting to go in to sing with Teresa or do mellow tree with you. And yeah. then I see a video of myself on that TV. Like, that's crazy. Like, talk about a full circle moment. Yeah, right? really. Seriously, though. It's um, it's beautiful. So take me back to that day. So if people aren't uh, aren't sure exactly of what I'm talking about yet, you might have seen a video circulating of this very talented uh, blonde girl <laughs> on on uh, in Clifton Hill. Um doing your thing you're busking like you usually do but you I think this is one of the first times you busked in a while and uh and how he actually discovers you and and you know the rest is history I don't want I don't want to give everybody the the details I'd I'd like you to give them the details (laughs) so uh just explain to the audience you know how it came to be that you actually hopped on stage to perform yeah so I mean it's so funny I've been really nervous to talk about this just because the only comments that I've been noticing or um, I've been told that I've been getting are a lot of the ones that are like, oh, this is, this was obviously fake or this was obviously set up. Like TV shows do this all the time, you know, to try and give someone their um, spotlight. But for me, I, I, I really had no idea what was happening the entire time. Like everything that happened was just, okay, go, 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 go. And I had to take a step back after it all happened and kind of relive it to mm. remember things because I dissociated the whole time. <laughs> Truly. I, I had, um, that day I was at work, um, and I work with my sister, Jenna and her and I at work had decided like it was, it was one of the nicest days in October, I believe. And November was it? Yeah. Okay. Kaylee says November. So I believe her instead of me. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, and we decided to go outside, uh, and do some busking for the first time in a couple months. Um, and it was probably about 3 PM and I had noticed people walking by me. Um, but I, I wasn't really thinking much of it. I was just like, I'm going to sing, make some money today, go back home. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, before I know it, there's cameras showing up, a big <laughs> crowd of people surrounding me. And, you know, like I'm sitting there singing without my speaker, without a microphone. And uh, yeah, Howie Mandel popped out. And it was just, 
I, yeah. Sorry, sorry. sorry. Yeah. One thing I love about this too is that the corner that you usually busk yeah. at, somebody actually took your spot. And I remember you being like a little pissed about it, like, yeah. shit, this, that's my spot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and that ended up being a, a blessing. No, it truly was. It, th- that day, the the way everything fell into place and all of the coincidences and everything that happened, it was just so, it was such an eye opening moment where it's like, you know, when things fall into place, like they really just do fall into place, like all at once. It's crazy that it can happen that way. Like I, yeah, the night before, um, I did, so I did go busking that night before and I, um, that was the first time in a long time that I had decided to go busking. And that was when my spot was taken. I usually would busk between um, like the corner of Clifton Hill and Victoria across from the Kelsey's. Um, but that spot that night had been taken by some guy who was standing there singing his heart out with his guitar and he was doing such a good job. And I just remember being like, okay, you know what? I'm going to go far away from him, kind of give him his, his whole block. Cause he's <laughs> doing a great job. Um, and then we decided let's, go out front of the casinos because I was like, well, you know, maybe someone will win it big and pity me, see me singing in the cold and give me some money. And that night ended up being such a good night. The vibes were great. We, I met so many people that night who were just so encouraging to me and were like, you know what, you have to keep coming out and doing this. We're going to look for you now when we're in Niagara Falls. And that was just the connections that I built that night really made me want to go back Mm. to that spot. Um, so yeah. What what was cool? Cause I saw your sister post something of you singing the night before mm-hmm. and in the background, I know it's like this foreshadowing of Canada's yeah. got talent. I know it's and creepy. You have, I know I get chills thinking mm-hmm. about it, that you don't realize that, you know, in, you know, in 12 hours or in 15 hours, yeah. you know, you're going to be. Uh, you're going to be on that stage. No, I mean, exactly. it, it's it's pretty wild. It was wild. And, you know, people ask me, like, did you not know that the um, auditions were happening? And I did. I knew that they were happening in Niagara Falls. And that night, like the night before everything happened with Canada's Got Talent, I was told by a few people that I was in the general vicinity of where the auditions were happening. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like, I don't know. Maybe if I sit here, I can I can find... Like I can see somebody, but you know, what's even crazier. Kaylee, you might remember this, but do you remember? So this is the second season of Canada's Got Talent. In the first season, I was living in Niagara Falls at that time as well. Um, And during the finale, we knew that um, Simon Cowell and Howie and everyone was in Niagara Falls because they were there for the finale of last season. Yeah. And we were joking about when I was busking, like, wouldn't that be hilarious if one of the judges walked by or somebody walked by? Wow. Like it was, and it was last year, but like, we, it was just like a, I, I would be busking and like, I, I honestly remember being like, this one's for it's Simon Cowell or this one's for <laughs> Howie Mandel. And like, it was a joke, but then it like, it turned into reality so fast. I mean, in, within a year, but like the, the next season, it actually happened. Like, it was just so weird. Yeah. So Howie... Notices you. Yep. Cameras come in. Yep. I see the look. I know you well. So I see the look on your face. And I'm like, <laughs> she is shitting a brick right now. Yeah. This, is all, this is all happening so fast. Uh, I but didn't know what to do. Like, I, I, of course. <laughs> yeah. Of course, right? And it's funny because people think when you're a performer and you're on stage that you like all the attention. Mm-hmm. But that's not always the case it's like no. we like when we're on stage mm-hmm. and we like performing you know our songs and stuff 
But besides that, it's yeah. like some, it, like it's weird, right? So I know all these people around looking at you. You were like, okay, what what the mm-hmm. hell's going on? Mm-hmm. And then what happens after that? So they're saying, okay, you're going on stage. Yeah. How long from the moment of Howie saying, uh, you're you're going to be, you know hopping up on Canada's Got Talent to do a performance for the judges in the crowd Mm -hmm. to you busking. How quickly was it for you to get on that stage after that? Um, I would say about like an hour and a half. And not like I said before, my my concept of time is completely off. Kaylee, if you want to interject, I let me know. (laughs) But um, I, yeah, I, I know that I had to have time for like, I mean, things that happen with TV, like you need clearances, right? Like I need to get songs cleared. They need to make sure that I'm allowed to sing that on stage. And it's just, and that was the funny thing where like the song that I sang, House of the Rising Sun, it was on a list of songs, probably about six songs that were pre-approved for the show. Um, And it was the only song I knew, but it also happened to be a song that I would sing when I was a child acapella without any music. So I was used to singing it without any music. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, we can clear you to sing the song, but we don't have a backtrack for you to sing to. So I, I, that was perfect for me. And it was funny because I was nervous about singing over a backtrack. It was almost a relief for me to hear that I didn't have to sing it with a backtrack because that's what I was used to. And so. I, I think it made the performance that much more special mm-hmm. that it was just your voice yeah. and you could hear a pin drop when you were, when you were singing, mm-hmm. you know, um, yeah, it, it, it's, it's overwhelmed. You walk on a stage like that. The lights are on you. It's overwhelmed. And, you know, at a moment, once you start singing, it has to be this tunnel vision of just like, mm-hmm. you know, just focus on the moment. But it, it feels like a blur, right? Yeah, no, it really does. Like I, I can picture like key moments, like when we finally decided that that was the song I was going to sing and we were and I was standing backstage about to go on. Um, I remember starting to sing and going, oh, shit, like maybe it would have been nicer to have a backtrack just like for some, <laughs> something to a little bit more atmosphere than just myself, but I don't know. Like, And you had this moment, which I, I actually, it's funny where you think like where your insecurities come in or what you think are imperfections, but are very endearing to the audience, you know, where it's like, I see you, you're nervous and you're literally like <laughs> your hands are out and you're shaking, you're shaking your hands like this. I personally, I think that, added to the viral success of that video mm-hmm. sounds silly yeah. but i think there's so many people that relate to you as far as like if i was in her shoes how nervous i would be and for you to just <laughs> showcase holy you know like like yeah. this this is really happening i think it related to a lot of people and then you got into show mode right well, and that's that, the thing right like you need for me at least like i need something to trigger me and like get mm-hmm. get myself out of my head like so some people can just do it and like, oh my God, I admire them so much, but I need to physically shake it off. And I yeah. did it backstage. I remember standing there shaking and the producers are all looking at me. Everyone's just kind of like, what is this girl doing? But I, I was told go stand in that corner and do whatever you have to do to be ready to go on stage. So I did. And I just shook and then I had to do it again <laughs> when I went back out on stage. Cause I'm like, sound's not going to come out if I don't do it again. But yeah, I don't know. It was, it was weird. Um, seeing myself do that on TV because I didn't like I remember doing it, but I I don't remember doing it. And now everyone keeps pointing it out, like, oh, there's your little shake. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> it's becoming my trademark thing in my family. <laughs> <laughs> so where were you when you actually watched it on TV? 
Um, I was at my parents' house. So okay. I, I live with uh, my two sisters and Kaylee. Um, but we went and had like a little watch party with some of my family. And uh, yeah, it was, it was weird. Like I, seeing myself on TV was, I don't know. I felt really strange about it. A lot of insecurities happen, I guess, like when you're seeing yourself in that light for the first time. And I didn't realize like <laughs> how much I'd be looking at things like my pimples or like, cause I wasn't wearing any makeup. Like I was literally pulled off the street after work. So I couldn't, I didn't have time to get all done up. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing that's a little like it irked me at first. So I was kind of like, oh, like I did have a little bit of time in between. Like why couldn't they curl my hair, you know, like put some mascara on, but like, I don't know. It's, it's better that way. It's more raw, you know? And like, yeah. And the thing is, we're our biggest critics. Yeah. You know, no one is focusing on that, mm -hmm. you know, except you. Yeah. You know? And, and I get it. Cause I did the exact same thing when I was on idol, mm -hmm. you know, where it's like, there was just like little things that I would do. Yeah. I'm like, man, okay. Like, you know, nervous tendencies or yeah. twitches and, uh, yeah, you can get in your own head because, you know, you want to be a perfectionist. You want to be perfect and, you know, but it was perfect. You know, the whole thing was was exactly how it was supposed to be, you know. And, and if you just remind yourself to to just accept how it was, mm -hmm. you know. And, um, I mean, there's there's a reason why it's resonating with people. It's, it's a really cool story, you know. Like, I, I remember me messaging you because, so just for the listeners, I, I, Join forces with Teresa, you know, like a decade ago, started doing Mellow Tree, started doing these mentoring programs. And you were one of the first students we ever had mm -hmm. in, in the program. And you were always one of the standouts. You had this really great big voice. And um, and I always wanted to see you, you know, do something with music because I knew how much you loved it. Mm -hmm. And then I didn't hear much from you on the music side of things for a little while. Yeah. And I, I went away, I moved away. And, mm -hmm. and then when I came back home, I think you might've posted a video of you just doing, I just had a mic and you're doing all these harmony things with uh, a song you wrote called sad. Yeah. And, uh, I was like, what, what's me doing? Mm. So I, I messaged you and I remember just telling you, Hey, we should be writing together. We should be getting together and, and doing this. And we just started getting together all the time just yeah. just to write and and uh you know just go through songs and and set some goals for yourself and and now that was maybe two years ago yeah i would say th yeah three years ago now maybe, it was 2020 really, we it, wrote our it, first song years, together it's like a blur yeah <laughs> i know right same yeah. i was looking through like my voice notes um and stuff the other day just of like uh little like demos that we had and stuff and it, our first song that we wrote together was in December of 2020. 2020, yeah, actually, yeah. right. So. Yeah, so it's coming up on on three years then. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. Man, so obviously you can't share much about what next steps are, but mm -hmm. uh, uh, super, super excited for you to uh, to hop on that stage and continue to show the country <laughs> what you got. Uh, yeah. I want to show the podcast listeners what you got. For the people that didn't hear Meve's performance on CGT, uh, she did do House on the Rising Sun, like you mentioned, uh, and she did a recording at Studio 410 uh, with Carmeliotto, and I want to play that recording for everybody right now and, and get a 
a feel for what it was, how it was like on uh, on that CGT stage. So this is House of the Rising Sun by Meve. There is a house in New Orleans. They call the rising sun, and it's been the ruin of many. A poor boy and God, I know I'm one. Another thing that's going on today is speaking of Mellow Tree, we have two classes that are coming in after we're done our podcast, and they know that Meve is in the building. They have seen your audition. They know that you're on Canada's Got Talent. And the interesting thing is half the class, when they were setting their goals, half of the class, one of their goals was, I want to be on Canada's Got Talent. Oh, I love it. Right? <laughs> like, so like that's their goal. And yeah. you're, you're in the middle of doing that. They're losing their mind because they have to perform for you today, mm. and uh, and I'm just I'm just so excited that uh, that you're able to actually be here, and uh, and I know it's going to be an inspiring moment for them, right? That's the mm. thing because you're in your own skin; you don't realize the impact, right? Yeah. And now you're wearing the other shoe. Well, it's right? just crazy because, like, I mean, obviously you know, but like, what that like, if I'm in your 
I feel like I'm in your position now when I met you, like yeah. I, you, like you had one idol and like, we all knew like, Oh my God, Brian Mello's coming. Oh my God, Brian Mello's having a class and I'm going to be a part of that class. Like it was so crazy. So like, I just, it's, it's a weird deja vu, but in a different, in a different setting. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, our par the parallels of our journey are pretty freaky. I know. And, and for you and I to be, you know, being able to rekindle our friendship and work together these last three years yeah. has been awesome. And now you're the exact same age I was when I was on the show. Mm -hmm. And now you're Weird. now you're doing it. Even House of the Rising Sun was a song that you used to sing for us mm -hmm. in the Mellow Tree classes. And mm -hmm. that's the song that you end up singing. You yeah. know, there's a lot of full circle moments, you know. Yeah. So. One of my best friends that I made on the show, um, her and I have the exact same tattoo. Like, oh, the, yeah. like, yeah, the exact same tattoo. We've we've been working with each other, kind of writing and stuff now. We're just, yeah, we're really close now and it's great. And I, the first thing that she said to me when she came up to me when we just met that day was, oh my God, we have the same tattoo on the same wrist. Like, just so crazy. Like, yeah, so many weird parallels. <laughs> like, you, you said yeah. it before, right? Like, just how things fall into place. Mm -hmm. And that's why man, I've, I've always been such a believer of, like, the power of intention mm -hmm. and the power of, of destiny, mm -hmm. you know? And I think for me personally, it all started when my parents, you know, told me about how they met. I, I think I might have told you this okay. story about um, my mom was basically... Okay, I'll, I guess I'll give the story again. I've, yeah. I've mentioned it on the podcast before, but I wrote a song called Stranger Than Fiction. Mm -hmm. And my, my dad had um, my dad had a, a girlfriend who passed away in, in an accident. And my dad had to move here to Canada. I'll give you the Coles notes for this one. But, okay, yeah. And uh, her father was the man that would deliver bread to, uh, to the village and knocked on the, my mom's door. And he was all dressed in black. And my mom asked why he was dressed in black. And uh, for two years after that, well, I'm really trying to skip ahead here. Mm -hmm. So he tells her that he uh, uh, that he had a daughter and had a boyfriend and and that she passed away. And uh, for whatever reason, my mom's heart went out to my dad. Mm -hmm. And for two years, she kept on saying, I'm going to meet this boy. I'm going to meet this boy. I'm going to meet this boy. Like constantly, you know, mm -hmm. I'm going to meet him. And sure enough, two years later, she comes to Canada. She gets a quick job at a bakery. Um, she's like in the country for, I don't know, three weeks and they meet while she's working. He takes her out on a date. And I think the second date he tells her about his girlfriend that passed away. Oh my God. She didn't know until. No. Oh, whoa. And realizes this is the boy that she was looking for uh, for two years. So they would tell me the story when I was a kid. Yeah. And the reason why I bring it up again is, is that as a kid taught me the power of belief mm -hmm. and the power of intention that like. There wasn't, I hope I meet him. There wasn't, uh, you know, I need to meet him. It's, I'm going to. Yeah. Like, it, it's it's happening. You got to believe it. Absolutely. You know. You've been teaching that forever. Like, that's, yeah. I told you this, like, I think the last time I saw you, but like, that's, you were my first introduction to the idea of manifestation and like, um, yeah, just kind of bringing the life that you want to you. Like, I... I never really thought about that when I was a kid. And then yeah. we had like those classes where you would talk to us about that, like writing in our journals and like mood boards or the vision boards, um, mm -hmm. sorry, and stuff like that. So that's, yeah, that that's something that I take into practice now, like later, like later, yeah, yeah, later in life. It wasn't something that I did 
when I was a kid because I don't know, I was a little bit of a perfectionist. I wanted everything to be perfect, but now I realize that you just kind of have to like, you have to let your thoughts go. Like just let yourself believe it and like, just don't hold back at yeah, all. There's, there's a flow to it. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember I would say that to you guys a lot in the class is like, this might not even register with you guys now, mm-hmm. but come talk to me in five years or 10 years yeah. and go live your life and you'll, you'll see what I mean. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I think that's so important is like life's already so hard as it is, you know? So it's like, I'm not saying I believe, I believe and you sit down or you just go off and make a sandwich and do nothing that that's delusion mm-hmm. that, you know, but when you have that type of belief of manifesting the things that you truly want in your life attached with action yeah. and hard work, miracles can happen mm-hmm. right now all of a sudden here you are busking and there and what you said before too letting go mm-hmm. and allowing the universe to for some grace yeah is is another huge thing mm-hmm. there's a reason why that guy was on that corner and you decided to go to the casino and everything seemed to work out where you think that's a block mm-hmm. or, or you think that's a hurdle i have to go through this th- tonight Mm-hmm. ends up being, you know, the greatest, you know, the the pivot, you yeah. know, into an opportunity that's opening up a lot of doors for you now. Yeah. Right. And there has to be trust. And I think sometimes that's where it can get very uh, difficult for us. Right. Mm-hmm. Where you can get in our way. And, and I'll, I'll be the first to say, obviously, I practice this stuff. I do it. But does life ever have a way of kicking your ass and questioning yourself? So, Life is ebb and flows, right? Yeah. And you can be on highs and you can be on, on lows. And I think um, it's it's reminding yourself of that, reminding yourself of those anchors about what you're telling yourself. Yeah, I was just telling Kaylee about this the other day where it's like you, like you need to have those crazy moments in your life mm-hmm. where like you're doubting yourself and you're wondering what's next. And yeah. you, but those give you moments to think and create and get yourself to that point and then it also helps you appreciate when you're there and you can mm-hmm. look back and be like oh my god like last year I was crying alone in my apartment writing songs hoping that someone would listen to them and now I'm working on an album and like I can and it, whether or not people listen to it that's one thing but like I'm also working on songs that like I like to listen to mm-hmm. and that's something crazy like I I can actually sit in my car and put my own music on and enjoy it like that's like that's so so great you know like man pressure creates diamonds yeah and I think you're in the middle of an incredible growth spurt and it's the pressure of being on the big stage it's the pressure of being as vulnerable as you have to be being on front of tv and Mm -hmm. you know like all that stuff can feel really fucking scary yeah but you being out there and doing it you're only going to grow because of it. Mm-hmm. Because what do I always say to you? I, I, I don't even have to tell you. What, what, what do I always say? God, I don't even know. Now you're putting Become me on Become comfortable. Spot. Oh, with being uncomfortable. Right. Okay. Because it's the. <laughs> that was the moment where I had to do that. I'm like, oh, no, you're putting me on the spot. Brain shut off. Like, be uncomfortable and yeah. be uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, and, and I had to learn that the hard way as well, too. Mm-hmm. You know, so I. You will get perspective in the next, like, say, two years. I, I know exactly what you're going through. And, and you can feel like you're being shot out of a cannon, mm-hmm. right? And at this moment, it's let me hold on. Mm-hmm. You know, people, you know, people want to help me. People want to 
to uh, to to give me opportunities. People want to praise me. People mm-hmm. want to look up to me. It's 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 a lot coming at you at once, right? But as you go on, and you know, say like two years from now, where you can kind of be a little bit above, you know, the situation that you're in right now, and look back and get some perspective, you will learn. Just like a breakup, just mm-hmm. like you know anything, you will learn those valuable lessons of what that taught you and where that will lead you. Right. And then it comes down to what you want to make out of it. The one thing with you that you have in spades that I've always admired as an artist is, you know, who you are, you know, what you want, you know, what kind of music you want to, to put out there. And you've been very clear about that. And you've surrounded yourself with, with, with people and writers that only want to elevate Mm -hmm. what your vision is. Right. And that's one thing I would just say, continue that. Because like you said, you're the one that has to listen to the music. Mm -hmm. You're the one that has to perform it on stage. Mm -hmm. You're the one that has to live with it, right? A big reason why I came back home from Nashville was like, I may get the deal. I may get, I I, I may get everything I wanted and be fucking miserable because I'm going to get turned into a country artist. Am I like this? I don't even want to, like they had, they were sending the band songs and like, you know, about wanting us to sing about like Georgia peach pie. Yeah. And like, oh, could you man. picture me? Sing? No. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but this is the thing. I, I do remember that era of when you were in Nashville and you were writing music. And I like, I loved the songs that you had. Like, I, yeah. tr- I truly do. But that, that was you. Like, you know, like you can still continue to write that music. Like, yeah. I, it's, yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I've written with people before where it's like not that they aren't talented or like amazing mm-hmm. but when it comes to what I want to present myself as to the world like they didn't necessarily fit that but that's it and that's the thing and there's there's nothing wrong with that like at all I just I am so thankful for the people like you that I have in my life who are letting me kind of take the lead in my own mm-hmm. creative expression because that is something that I've struggled with. I do struggle with saying no and like telling people that like I might not necessarily like their idea or this and that. But like it's knowing that it's like I have to remind myself that I'm not coming from a malicious place when I do that. I'm just no. looking out for myself and there's nothing wrong with that. Like, no, I, I think there's a it all comes down to communication. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, there's some people that will be that don't like an idea but they're very, no, 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 yeah. but they don't contribute anything Yeah, where that could rub a writer the wrong way where Absolutely. it's like, okay, well, you know, I, I, I'm trying, mm-hmm. like, what, what do you got? Where someone like you is different because you have a vision and a sound that we can build upon mm-hmm. that, that you're trying to pull from. So it's like, okay, let's, let's work with that. And then someone's trying to steer you in a way that you're like, man, I just don't like that. And they're still trying to pull you. Then it's probably not the right fit. Mm-hmm. I, I have, I've written with so many different people, right? And some of my lackluster writes have been with the most successful writers. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with them as writers. I mean, their resume speaks for themselves. Mm-hmm. But as far as us in the room and us working together, it didn't jive. That's why exactly. I say co-writing is a lot like speed dating, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah, it's true. we have to sit down with each other. Mm-hmm. You got to pour your heart to me, yeah. you know, and, and you got to trust me with that. It's difficult. Like, it's really hard. Like, whether you know the person, like I've, like, I've known you for years, but when we first started writing together, I was shitting myself. I was really scared because like, you're, you're a mentor to me. I, I didn't want to say something or do something or have an idea that you didn't like. Cause I'm just like, I wanted to impress you, you know, but 
But it's like now with the way that we went about it and everything, I realized that like when when you jive, you jive. And I think that our work speaks for itself. Like I love the songs that we write together. Yeah, so same. like And so. and I and to me it's about freeing yourself. Mm -hmm. I don't you know how many shitty ideas you do know because you've been in a session with me. Well <laughs> 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 how many crappy ideas I'll throw out, but I don't care. Yeah. I I, I am more I am more uh concerned about getting to the flow and getting to the wave. Exactly. And it's letting it go again, right? You have yeah. it in your head, let it go. See where it goes. Exactly. Like, and mm -hmm. my okay idea might spark a good idea, mm -hmm. which your good idea may spark a great idea. Yeah. You know, well, you've seen it a million times when we work with you, myself, you know, Paul Stevens. Exactly. Or, you yeah. know, um, you know, Eric Rosinski, these, mm -hmm. these, these guys that we've, we've worked with in the past, you know, it's all about like, there's no ego. What idea uh, wins like we just want we want the song to exactly uh, to, to be great yeah you know so those are the people I love to collaborate with mm -hmm. where it's like some days we'll walk in a room and you may be on fire and I'm not going to try to throw in all these ideas just because I need to impress it's like no no you're killing it I'm loving it like mm -hmm. let's let's roll with this or mm -hmm. vice versa exactly, I, I, yeah. I may be having a strong day but mm -hmm. but uh but those ideas still wouldn't come about if we weren't in the room together. Exactly. You know, yeah. and that's why, you know, I always say it's, it's tapping into that, that, uh, that celestial muse, mm -hmm. you know, that it's not us. Yeah, exactly. It's, and if once you realize it's not us and that we can create, we can just create space for the muse to do its work and yeah. we are the vessel. That's the thing, right? Cause like, I, I don't know. I, so many people ask me like how do you write songs like how does it just come to you like and it's and it ju it does it that's how my thoughts happen they they happen in melody and in rhyming sentences and mm -hmm. like i put it down to get it out as a form of self-expression mm -hmm. but at the end of the day i do want it to sound good and it's kind of cool that i get to be able to sing my thoughts sometimes like totally so totally. Yeah. I, I think the most important thing like we we just had our writers round here and uh, Isabella, who works here, was asking about, you know, writer's block, mm -hmm. you know, and one thing I said to her is more than anything, it, what you should be uh, more like focus on is just the habit of finishing songs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. like, I, I don't. And who cares if you write a dozen bad songs to lead to a great one? Mm -hmm. You know, that's just the way it is. But you ha if you get into the habit of not finishing songs. Yeah. Like that's where you can get, you could feel like writer's block or you could feel like, and, or this idea sucks. I'm not going to do it. Mm -hmm. Some ideas are just, you just aren't into and I get it, move on. But sometimes we can self-sabotage and nothing gets done, yeah. you know, and you're waiting for that perfect moment where I, I do think there's a moment where we are creating that connection, that, that like muscle memory connection when you're writing, just like lifting weights, like the more that you do it. Mm-hmm. And then as that connection gets more strong, you can tap into whatever's in the room that day a yeah. bit more, right? Because you trust yourself a little bit more. Yeah, that's so true. Absolutely. Because there's a lot that comes into songwriting. Like there's like, there's lyrics, but then there's like, you're going to have to put a melody to it at some point. And what's the rhythm like when those lyrics come out and this and that? Like, yeah, that it does have to come from an easy flow rather than something that you're thinking too hard about. Because there's too many components to it. If you think about it too much, you're going to go crazy. Well, like someone like you, like there's a lot of times you'll come into the room and you'll have some lyrics and some melody, but no music around it. Mm -hmm. 
And now we're finding the chords yeah. and the music to support the melody that you already have. Yeah, You know, exactly. there's, there's not one way to, mm-hmm. to get there, mm-hmm. right? So, but as I said, I think, you know, the more you do anything, the stronger it's going to get, the more comfortable you get, the mm-hmm. more reference points, you know, and I think that's what you're going through right now. But dude, I'm, I'm just so proud of you mm-hmm. and, and super stoked. Kaylee. You have been sitting here. Hop over here. I know you're like, please, please don't. But. Say something. So as as her best friend, right? Mm. Uh, get Here you go. There hand you her go. the mic. The here. Mic. here you go. As her best friend, right? You you have had a close eye of her progress and seeing that. What, what's your perspective through all this? I get to see Sam go on her notes app several times a day and write down random lyrics and somehow get a song out of it. And- <laughs> I'm always so impressed. I saw you do it in the car on the way here. <laughs> um, but it actually just amazes me. I, and like she was just saying, like all the time, like how do you songs like that? Like how does that come out of your head? I don't get it. But I'm I'm honestly I'm so proud of her. I knew something like this could happen for her, and it's, yeah. it's amazing. I've been able to see. Did it you all lose your mind and, when? Oh my when gosh! You... It was so <laughs> crazy day. So I was at work that day, and then. Sam, like you worked, you worked that morning, right? And then I came home from work. I was just with her dog, and I text Sam. I'm like, "Hey, buddy, when are you coming home?" Like I figured she was busking or something. And then she's like, <laughs> "You're like, you're like, hey, um, this is really weird, but like someone from Canada got found. Like I got found. Like I can't talk right now. Call Jenna, her sister. I'm like, <laughs> I- I'm like, what are you even saying right now? Like you're making no sense. <laughs> and then. So I called Jenna. Jenna's like crying on the phone. She's like, Kaylee, this is happening. Blah, blah, blah. Like, and I'm like, oh my gosh. And it was, it was too late for me to come down and like be in the audience and everything. So I'm like, yeah. I'm just going to stay home. Like whatever. And the whole time I'm just shitting my pants. I'm like, when is she going to be home? Like what is happening? I don't even know what's happening. Yeah. And then I worked the next day, but I stayed up till like 1am like waiting for her to come yeah. home. And I just like, she walked in and I just started bawling my eyes out. Honestly, just gave her the biggest oh. hug. I was just like, this is just so crazy. I didn't believe it until like a week after. But <laughs> we, none of us believed it for a long no time. But. Like, so. oh, sorry. Thank you. Yeah. There's, there's no footage or anything either. Like other than like the, the footage itself from the TV show, but they don't let you like take videos on your phone, pictures on your phone, stuff like that. So we had nothing to show Kaylee until the episode came out. Like, so it's so weird because that was months ago now and she knows all about the day, but she just saw the performance for the first time on like a couple Tuesdays ago. I remember you messaged me. You're like, dude, (laughs) I got a crazy story for you. And my jaw dropped. Yeah. You know, uh, it was just unreal yeah unreal. i know there was only a select few people that i knew i would tell about it because it was just like that's something that's so crazy that you just can't hold in right like it's like I don't know. don't tell anyone until it airs but like but it's just i had to do that i had to tell you yeah, yeah i had you know. to do that on the show yeah uh, i remember my so my dad once i found out i made top 22 like the next thing like you know they say okay listen you can't tell a soul. Mm-hmm. And if anyone finds out you're off the show. Exactly. Kinda. It's so and I'm scary. Like, it's so scary. It's like, uh, so my parents at this point, they had a trailer in Knights Beach in Dunville, Ontario. Mm-hmm. And they're sitting around with all the aunts and uncles. And uh, he gets the phone call. I was like, dad, I made it, man. I made it. I go, but you can't tell anybody oh at all God. or I'm off the show. Yeah. I scared the crap out of him, right? Yeah. And he's around everybody when that <laughs> oh, happened. No. He's like, oh, guys, I'm, I'm going to go out. I'm going I'm to head back to the trailer. I'll see you guys <laughs> later. And, and went home and he had to tell my other uncle yeah. uh, right away. 
And then when he told my uncle that he couldn't say anything, he was pissed that he actually told him. Right. Because it's like, how oh, no, I have to keep this secret. Oh my God. Again, my parents were so bad at keeping the secret. Like, I don't, Weird. Kaylee knows. Oh my God. I, because they had to sign like non disclosure agreements as well, right? They were, they were a part of the show. Like, okay. so it, it's like they aren't allowed to say when I'm on, like, when, so the, everything's pre filmed, right? Like, um, and they, they posted on Facebook. Somebody had said the day that we were filming that they could post um, on Facebook about Canada's Got Talent, but they took that as they could post that I was on Canada's Got Talent. No. So they had posted like on Facebook, like, oh, I'm watching my daughter now on Canada's Got Talent. And it was, it was such a quick thing too, because like they only had about an hour between the time I was discovered on the street to when I was on stage to get there. But they're in Hamilton. So they booked it to Niagara Falls, got it, made it in time. And then I didn't have time to brief them on anything. So yeah. it was like, yeah, there's this post. I, I didn't notice it until I think my mom's had like a hundred likes or something. <laughs> I should not be outing her. It's fine. Sorry, mom. Um, they're not going to care. Cause, but this is the thing though. Like you, they didn't realize until this was yeah. before they saw any of the, like, um, yeah, any of the d agreements. So she ended up deleting it. But that was something that I was really scared of. I remember just waiting for a phone call being like, your dad and your mom just told everybody I that know. you're on Canada's it, It's definitely more a scare tactic <laughs> like, to just keep you in line. Yeah, but, exactly. But, uh, it is scary though. Yeah, it is scary. It is scary. Yeah. yeah. Well, buddy, once again, I'm so proud of you. Everyone listening, if you're watching Canada's, even if you're not watching Canada's Got Talent, start mm -hmm. watching it. Yeah. And vote for this woman right here, Meeve. <laughs> All right. She uh, she's meant for amazing things. And this is this is one of her moments to shine. And uh, we want to get you guys out there to to vote your butts off for this girl to be staying on that show. Um, I know. um so what's next? What can you tell us? So I, I honestly, it's so confusing. I can't say much. I mean, what I'm going to say is that like, if you watched my audition, you saw like I got four yeses from the judges. Thank you judges. And, um, typically when you're aired and you get four yeses, that means that you move on. Um, I'm going to be updating my social media more once I'm told what I'm allowed to. On? Yeah. Once yeah. I'm, once I'm given the go ahead of like, um, explaining the rest of my journey. I'm definitely going to do that as soon as I can, but I don't know when I can yet. All I'm going to say is pay attention in May. And uh, <laughs> yeah, you heard it. <laughs> okay. Well, beautiful Meve. We love you, buddy. Thanks for you. everything. Thank you so much for everything. Brian. Yeah, Kaylee, thanks for being her emotional support through uh, her first podcast. We love you, Kaylee. We love you, Kaylee. No problem. <laughs> having me. Absolutely. May I add that my whole personality is that my best friend's on Canada's Got Talent. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, once again, keep an eye out for Meve. Um, and uh, yeah, thank you guys very much. We'll see you next week. Cheers, guys. Thanks, Brian.